challenges three siblings to take a look at all of our childhood movies and one film at a time, criticize or defend the viewing choices we made as kids. I'm your host and the middle sibling, Allegra. I'm Gray and I'm the youngest. Fuck, I didn't think about what I was going to say. And this is Holland, the Agent <laughs> Cody Banks of the group. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Holland, and Hot in Here also plays every time I walk into a room. That's true. We should have Hot in Here play right before you introduce yourself. <laughs> Just a little hot in. God, that part was so uncomfortable. I think every scene that woman is in inherently becomes uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, dude. Freaking dollar store Sandra Bullock. That, that's literally, Allegra was just saying that the whole time. She's like, we couldn't get Sandra Bullock, so we got the closest we could get. It's like, this is the most Sandra Bullocky woman we could find who would agree to this script. <laughs> I think it was her first movie. Was it? Was Hold is on. she the girl from like Rizzoli and Isles? Cause she looks familiar. I didn't ever watch that show, but but yeah, today we're talking about Agent Cody Banks, 2003's Agent Cody Banks. <laughs> it's just my Agent Cody Banks. <laughs> um, each week, one of us has to present a movie to be critiqued, while the other two score it based on five specific categories. Each week's score will be added up, and at the end of each season, the sibling with the most points will win and punish the loser. Um, this week is Agent Cody Banks. Um, it's my movie, which is why I'm doing the intro. And, um, and this is not Snow Day. <laughs> this is not the same level as Snow Day. Um, which is what this movie ended up replacing in the list since we lost the Snow Day episode. Um, did we get anyone emailing in there? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that this is replacing. This Snow is day. replacing Snow Day, and it's not the same. It's definitely at not all. up to the same standards as Snow Day. I'm, I'm sorry about that, but yeah, also no. this isn't your Snow Day replacement. This is your Snow Day replacement was toothless. Toothless, which was Even also not fucking worse. Which is also not great, but you know what. I think Toothless is better than this. Really? Really? Oh, God. Uh, uh, based at least on we my scores. At least yes. we could see this movie. At least there are smaller <laughs> pixels. There are way more pixels in this movie, Gray. <laughs> but was there a brown face in Toothless? Was there... That guy was in brown face? Wait, what? Who the was... bad guy? Who was in The bad face? guy was so tan. He was so tan. That guy is not that tan. Oh my god, is are you serious? Oh my god, it was Ian McShane. Yeah, oh dude. no! Oh, Ooh, I'm gonna no. have to. I'm gonna. And it was unexplained. Uh, there 
no part of his character that oh. needed to be that dark. <laughs> oh, oh no. no! It was yeah. It was just was not explained at all. Oh God! It was Blackbeard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This movie was not what I remembered. It's all I'll say right now. But Gray, do you have a summary for us? Or I guess yeah, what did oh, it come boy, out? Do I? The summary, all of that jazz. God. Yeah. So this movie came out uh, March fourteenth, two thousand three. Our cousin Max's birthday. His tenth okay. birthday, I believe. Eleven. Holland was 11, Allegra was 8, and I was 6, which is kind of a trend over the last couple of weeks because this is our um, second 2003 movie in a row. Um, sixth overall? Something like that? Yeah, like sixth overall. And we've had seven 2004 movies, so we're like really finding our sweet spot. Yeah, this is for um, sure our sweet spot. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we saw this in theaters. Um, I'm, pretty I'm pretty sure, sure I've only did. seen it in theaters. That was the only time I saw this movie. Um, really? I feel like we it was on TV a fair amount. I didn't watch it. I'll tell you what. Because <laughs> I, I did not remember shit about this movie. <laughs> but for those of you who also don't remember shit about this movie, here's a quick summary. And it's long. A government agent trains a typical teenager, Cody Banks, who loves to skateboard, hates math, and feels like a complete idiot around girls in the ways of covert operations that require younger participants. But Cody's got a secret. He's actually part of a secret team CIA program. What? What? Secret wait, team what? CIA program, Hold up. Right? Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Let me restart this. Let me restart this. A government agent trains typical teenager Cody Banks, who loves to skateboard, hates math, and feels like a complete idiot around girls in the ways of covert operations that require younger participants. But Cody's got a secret. He's actually part of a secret teen CIA program. That doesn't make any sense. Cody's living every boy's dream life. He can drive like a stuntman, has an incredible arsenal of cool gadgets, and his agency mentor, Ronica Miles, is totally hot. But Cody's training is put to the test when he's sent to pose as a prep school student and befriend fellow teen Natalie Connors in order to gain access to her father. A scientist unknowingly developing a fleet of deadly pair of twisted villains called the nanobots or the evil organization errors <laughs> i this, do not know what's happening this, this is not this summary does not make any sense i i didn't read it ahead of time a scientist unknowingly developing a fleet of deadly pair of twisted villains called the nanobots for the eagle evil organization Eris, which can destroy any carbon or silicon based substance to destroy the world's defense systems so he can threaten anyone who opposes him from run from runaway cars and high-speed snowboard chases to a spectacular final mountaintop showdown Cody has to use everything he's learned to prove himself as an agent and stop Eris from completing their mission before their mission fails. That was 
hard to follow. <laughs> Nonsensical. <laughs> I sounded like I was like losing my like mind you're reading that. Out. It sounded like an AI was tasked to describe this movie. <laughs> Truly. Thank you, not real person, not AI, Anthony Pereira. Okay. Um, Anthony Padilla from Smosh? It. You killed that. Oh my god, I'm crying from, from that summary. That made absolutely no fucking sense at all. Um, uh, dad has not responded to me, but mom, all mom had to say was, I said, do you have any memories of Agent Cody Banks? And she said, not really. Although I feel like I remember seeing the DVD cover in our house. Hillary Duff? So mom remembered Hillary Duff was in this movie. Okay. Not the Mune Man? What? I guess not. <laughs> the Mune Man. <laughs> You know. Um, the Moon Man, of course. Frankie Muniz. Yeah, as he's known. As he's known. My mistake. Widely known as. This is our second Moon Man-led movie. Significantly worse than Big Fat. This was no Big Fat. Oh my god. This was no. One of my first notes was this movie is immediately worse than Big Fat Liar. As soon as the movie was over, I was like, "This is no Biffle." No Biffle. Um, should we just get into pre-watch notes? (laughs) Yeah, we might as well just fucking rip this band-aid off. (laughs) Who goes first? Um, I guess I'll go first. I, I didn't remember a ton. Uh, Frankie Munez is a child spy, and he goes to a private school to get intel on Hilary Duff's dad. He has sunglasses that can see through clothes, but they're child-proofed, so we can so we can't see naked women. That's all I had. Interesting. <laughs> but I will say, I think I I did remember the snowboarding thing at the end too. Okay, I'll go next. Frankie Muniz is a secret child spy, and a woman comes to him in a locker room saying, "We need you to protect the president's daughter, or something the like that." Daughter. Um, <laughs> undercover at a super elite high school, and he's like, "But I don't know how to talk to girls." But he goes anyway, and the girl is Hillary Duff. And I guess someone tries to kidnap her. There's a fancy house and a pool party. I don't remember a lot about this. Is there a helicopter? I don't know. He wins. <laughs> There was a helicopter. There was a helicopter. Wow. You guys remember so much more of this movie than me. <laughs> That's concerning. <laughs> I literally just wrote, I don't remember this movie. I just remember thinking this movie was badass. LOL. Was there, snow- <laughs> was there snowboarding in it or was that the second one? You got it. You remember the snowboarding Yeah, I got it. Too. I remember it all. <laughs> so nostalgia is high, I'm guessing. Well, let's get into nostalgia it. Nostalgia is a number. So nostalgia. I had a six. Thank you. I had I didn't a remember. Two. Yeah, I didn't remember a lot, but like I generally like remembered the vibe. You know what I mean? Like I remembered a, like as I was watching it, there were things that definitely came back. Um, my sit through was a four. My sit through was a three. <laughs> yeah, I uh, fully started zoning out in this movie because I was so <laughs> bored. Yeah, all the time. My appropriate for children is a seven. 
So is mine. Mine's a seven. You know what? We're not going to touch that. You know what? <laughs> My goal is to get you to not lower that score. Uh, doesn't hold up. I got a three. I have a two. Oh, Chief, please. And can I follow? I have a six. I had a two. Oh, my fucking God. Are you serious? I did not remember how bad this movie was. This movie fucking sucks, dude. Oh, my God, dude. Which must mean I had... This movie... It just must mean that I did not see it a lot. Because, Gray, you also, like, had a memory of liking it. Like, it got a sequel. We saw this in theaters. I genuinely don't know if I ever saw it again. If we did, it was That's maybe, like, saying. one more time. Yeah. I, I don't think I ever saw it again, and I'm pretty sure I only ever saw the sequel in school, so I didn't even, like, finish it. Listen, I loved the Mune Man. We were Mune fans. Munez, yeah. We were Munez We were Mune Men. Mune Men. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I feel like I had a memory of this movie being like decent at least at the very least, you know, I thought this movie was more like, boring than it was bad. Like it's not kangaroo Jack. It's definitely I don't know. not. Kangaroo I thought Jack. it was pretty bad and boring. You um, thought it was on kangaroo Jack levels of bad. At least. I mean, here's the thing. The, the biggest similarity between kangaroo Jack and this movie was that they were both, like, funny bad? <laughs> Not enough to raise any <laughs> sit ability points, because I still hated watching it. But it was laughably bad. Like, Kangaroo Jack was... I mean, I, I, don't think it was, here. I don't think it was as bad as Kangaroo Jack. Great, I'm curious about why your followability is so low. It is a little confusing. <laughs> yeah, what? What do you mean? Just the entire, Just, the entire. Sorry, like, Aaron science, Sorkin didn't write this script, Allegra. The it wasn't entire, the like, easiest thing to follow. All of the science shit with like the nanobots and all of that jazz made like that was all gobbledygook okay. to let me. Let me tell you, I followed it just about as well as. Andrew Pereira's summary of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's start at the top. Okay. The CIA is conscripting child soldiers without their parents' consent. Yeah. American children are being secretly trained. Yeah, no, that like, that seems with, about in line for the CIA, if we're being like, honest Like, they here. just, they identify children, and they essentially trick them into going into a CIA boot camp, do not get the parents' consent, Honestly, the children aren't really consenting. And the CIA is like, yes, elite child soldier spies. That, like, you have to accept that to accept the movie. Because, like, at least in Spy Kids, the parents did not want their children to be spies. The children just happened to, like, need to be spies. Because their parents got, like, kidnapped or taken or what happened to the parents? I don't remember. I don't remember. They were kidnapped by Floop. <laughs> right. <laughs> of course. God, we gotta watch Spy Kids. <laughs> But like, know, it's on it's my on list. list. But this movie was like so goofy and campy and got the tone of spy correctly, Spy Kids did. Oh yeah. That you didn't you forgot that like 
children were becoming weapons and soldiers, you were like, I'm a kid. I want to be a spy, too. Yeah, well, I mean, at least in Spy, if we're doing the comparison between this and Spy Kids, at least with Spy Kids, it's like they became spies out of necessity. Yes. Rather than being, like, literally forced into it. And it wasn't an actual government agency. Yeah. This is the CIA. Yeah. <laughs> And it's like, the CIA conscripting child soldiers? Sure. The CIA actually had a better evil plan for the nanobots. They're like, if they we're getting literally break down human being organs and stuff. And, and the bad guys were like, we want it to break down metal. Yeah. Which I feel like might be less harmful. <laughs> um, if we're getting right. nitpicky, the Spy Kids governmental agency or the Spy Kids spy agency was the OSS which is literally what was the American government agency that turned into the CIA oh. during World War II. So what you could, year does you could argue, Spy Kids yeah. take place? Spy Kids takes place in 1951, uh, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, this War. isn't... This isn't- as much this as is we not may a want spy kids yeah, as much as me, we as may much want as to be, we want it to be, this is episode. not a spy kids episode. I was just okay. I was just trying so, to think about like what to compare the spyness of the movie, and I'm like, maybe this movie makes kids want to be spies. Yeah, I feel like when so, I was little, I did not get hung up on the whole like logic of the child spy program. I feel like. It was generally well established enough that if you can suspend your disbelief, you're like, sure, this is a thing that's happening, and this is yeah, how Frankie Muniz what is they should have That's done, not what I'm confused about. What I'm confused about is that they started the movie with him like already being a spy, and then yes. just gets like called upon, but then still needs to be like trained. It's his first mission. I'm like, why not just like bring him in and be like, hey, you're a gifted child for these reasons that you, we take notice, we're making you a spy. Like, I didn't really understand why, like, they had to start the movie with them already being a spy, if that makes any sense. Because it wouldn't thinking, have yeah, changed the plot of this weird. movie at all I, if they, like, yeah. threw it on him. Because they still had to train him. And they still had to, like, give him the gadgets. And they, he still had never been to the CIA and was like, whoa, whoa, this is so cool, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And, like... That didn't make any sense to me why he was already, like, trained in the ways. Well, it's like he already went to CIA boot camp, but this is his first mission. And I guess that was weird because it's like either have him be, like, already established, like, Kim Possible levels of child spy. Yeah. Or have him be new at it and we're just walk, we're, like, going with him through this journey. That's what I'm saying. And I think he could still, because there was also, like, there were still moments where he could, like, where you, you were like, okay, yeah, he does have skills. Like, the beginning, he saves that child on his in the car. Yeah, um, if any, like, I thought that was going to be, shit. like, <clears throat> I thought that was going to be the moment that, like, the CIA took notice of, like, oh, this is a gifted child. Let's use him. And also, you know, like, but instead they were this... like, no, he did that because of his training. Yeah, and it's like he, it's like he already has training. If we, if we're going to go with the premise of, like, this is already an established child spy. We could still like fill in the blanks of like, he's done all these things for us, but none of his past missions have involved like talking to a girl. Undercover work. Like it's still, like it still could have been like, well, look how badass. Cover Allegra, he's a spy. Uh, yeah. 
It's he's like, not like, Austin Powers, or he's the world's most like, famous spy famous in the world. I, think, I mean, but there's a difference between like just pretending to be a normal person and like not needing to talk to people and just like sneaking into places and or eavesdropping or something. And it's entire uh, more problematic CIA stuff. Hey, seduce this girl. Yeah, be her boyfriend. It's, it's like. like he you, doesn't have to. He can just be your friend. Yeah, but yeah, like, taking it to like seduction levels is maybe a little much. Just be friends. All he needs to do is get invited to the birthday party. Typical, like. typical American government. They're like, yeah, he just needs to be her friend and learn a little bit. And they're like, nah, fuck that kid. You get do that stuff with that child because we're the American government and we suck. We're not. We're not going to stop for a moment the moral implications of tricking a girl into a romantic relationship only to ultimately end that relationship once the mission is over. Yeah, it's like I get I can understand maybe from a writer's perspective, it's like they're trying to mirror James Bond and it's like James Bond is always seducing the ladies. But like these are all adults. MI6 <laughs> is not going, hey, James Bond, can you fuck all these women? Yeah, please? they're like, get this information. <laughs> yeah. He's However like, you need to. And he's yeah, the one like, who chooses to fuck women to do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're like, hey, we need the codes from this man's laptop. And he's like, so you need me to fuck his wife, right? And they're like, no. And he's like, all right, I'll do what I must. Let me roll up my sleeves and fuck this <laughs> guy's wife. He's like, I will fuck her for national security. God save the queen. Whatever you need to tell yourself, James. <laughs> Long live the queen. And they're like. James, seriously, we are not asking you to do this. He was like, I will fuck the queen if that's what it takes. They're like, please stop. <laughs> MI6 yeah. HR is a nightmare. Let me just say that. I don't think that Frankie Muniz was bringing his A-game. I think he he was bringing his duff game <laughs> he yeah i think he was bringing his i just got paid the most any child actor has gotten paid for a movie for this movie game because <laughs> i learned that the only the only like semi-interesting piece of trivia i learned about this movie was that <laughs> for his participation in this film frankie munez was paid two million dollars which was the highest paid to a child actor at that point since macaulay wow. culkin Wow. wow. He's making McCulkin money now. McCulkin? What'd I say? <laughs> McCulkin. Yeah, Culkin. Culkin. I always think his name is Macaulay Culkin is like as like a single word and my brain, my brain always thinks the last name is McCulkin. Yeah. Well Karen good McCulkin. for you, Frankie Munez, but You did not To be fair <laughs> to be fair, he wasn't given a lot to work with. That is true. No, this, he was the not. script was pretty garbage. Yeah, I the felt script like was Hillary... You're a spy. Uh, sexually harass this grown woman. Um, oh. Let stuntmen do every single stunt <laughs> possible. Yep. yep. This is a man in a wig, or maybe a woman in a wig. It's Dude, unclear. They couldn't but... have made it more obvious that it wasn't Frankie Muniz riding that skateboard in the opening scene, or driving the Ferrari, or doing or driving... kung fu. Or yeah, seriously. Oh my god, just like the random bits of like super insane acrobatics and then it just cuts yeah. to him and he's like <sighs> and then just runs and you're like what that was they unnecessary let him flip, they let him flip one kid into a pool and that's it yeah yeah he, yeah there were so many stunts in this movie none of them performed by frankie Muniz. okay <laughs> and what's so this? funny is there's another like um one of the the trivia pieces was that fucking 
like Frankie Muniz was able to do many of his own stunts or something oh, like, like that. And many. I'm like, what stunts? Literally, <laughs> Which what ones? Stunts? I do oh think God, it's really so interesting funny. that like Frankie Muniz became very famous by being a cranky nerd. And they were like, this is a bankable action star. <laughs> we can absolutely put him in not one, but two action movies. I'm trying to think of like, what would make this movie better? Is it just that it doesn't exist? First, or? <laughs> first of all, I love you, Hillary Duff, but like you uh, weren't bringing a lot either. No. She felt uncomfortable in the outfits that they were making her wear. Yeah. It made me very sad. Yeah, because she was like 15, 16, too, in this movie. Guess who uh, would have been better? Uh, Fucking Amanda Bynes. Amanda Bynes would have been better. <laughs> like, if Amanda Bynes had been able to bring some of her comedic energy to this nothing character of the teen girl, amazing. Yeah, but yeah. You you even made the note of your um, disappointment in Amanda Bynes' character in Big Fat Liar having well, this is even more little to no yeah. you know little to no it's true. substance in the movie. What about <laughs> Hillary Duff's character in this movie? A nothing, but girl. Amanda, she's just a damsel. Amanda Bynes makes the most out of all of her characters. She would have made the most. She made the most out of the the Biffle. She would have given a little more heart to this. Yeah, I, I mean, like her bless her heart. Always, always had such a crush on Hillary Duff, but not a great actor. Not the strongest. Yeah. Not we the strongest. love you, H. Duff. Like, yeah, we love you. Please Welcome come on the pod when we, we do quit. Lizzie McGuire movie. Please come on the pod. Oh, I know you have like sixty million followers on Instagram, <laughs> but. We'd if love you need to. to uh, if you need to promote How I Met Your Father, <laughs> come on. Yeah, if box. you need if you need some promo, you need to do some podcasts to circulate <laughs> we will it. Will sell out for you, H. Duff. I think she lives yeah. in Brooklyn, doesn't she? She used to. All right. Um, another. Bro- Duff, I will resident. sell you my kidney to come onto this podcast. Okay. Uh, you don't Steve even Buscemi need a kidney. You can just He's have welcome. a kidney. Like she was great as Lizzie McGuire. I think she does a good job in a Cinderella story. This movie is not her movie. <laughs> but also, yeah, they like they barely give her anything to do. They She's, don't give her anything. They're but like, she also forgot about really our favorite Hillary Duff vehicle as kids, Casper, Casper meets Wendy. Meets Wendy. <laughs> Ooh, let's do Casper meet Wendy. Well, we that's, tried. That's we, spooky Sibs. We drafted it in Spooky Sims last year. It just didn't get chosen. I'm just saying, so. Hillary, come on to the podcast. Oh, and for we'll Casper meets Wendy. Wendy. Mm. Um, oh my god, that would be awesome. So do we have to also, have a Duffathon? May, oh my gosh, Duffember, Duffember, Hillary, <laughs> it's May, Hillary. Um, <laughs> this woman who's working for the CIA. First of all, why her name is she? Is Ronica. What the fuck kind yeah. of name is Ronica? Yeah, why have you shot Veronica into Ronica? Do Ronnie or like just Nate? Just keep it Veronica. Why is it Ronica? It's All right, so but hold on, weird. hold on. I have another one. Aprilery. Aprilery? Oh, I like that one better. <laughs> we need th- we need to spread the Aprilary. theme out. Anyway. That's true. Maybe next year we can do an Aprilery. <laughs> so, like... If we don't go through all of her movies. <laughs> why is the CIA allowing Ronica to dress like a discount Bond woman? It's... I'm like, this is not the outfit that you wear around children. I'm sorry to be, like outfit policing but like it seems very strange it's just I don't very like unprofessional it. 
It's like you work for the fucking CIA. The makeup is bad. The wigs are bad. The outfits are bad. The constant sexualization of her is bad. She's the only one wearing these sexy and they, outfits. And they position her yeah, to be sort else is of wearing a mother suits. figure. Like, she has no arc. They're like, no. we want her to become motherly. It's like, why? For what purpose? Does Frankie have a bad relationship with his mom? No, he seems to have barely a relationship with his parents. It's like, not common to Is Ronnie, she mentions that she hates that she's getting stuck with kids. Why? Did she do something bad? Is she bad at her job? It seems like it. You know, she just wears stupid outfits. Like, we have no arc of Ronnie. We don't know why we should care that she's yeah. becoming more motherly. No. I did like how a uh, fucking brown face bad guy was like, oh I like the outfit. Not much room for a gun in there. Like was it was like totally bagging on her for her stupid ass outfit when she came in <laughs> on that hover thing. When it was just it's like, impressive. it looked like she was wearing <laughs> like a tinfoil fucking hat and Oh whatever. my God. Her weird chrome outfit at the so end. Yes, bad. that's what. So yeah, that's what he weird. commented on. She, they got caught, and she was wearing that, and he just goes, "Nice outfit. Doesn't leave much room for a gun. Take yeah. her away." And I'm like, like, "I don't think Ooh, a suit. Get him. I don't think a suit is the most practical outfit in every single CIA situation, but it's got to be better than like mini skirts all the time. Okay. Yeah. A fucking black turtleneck and pants." Take a take a note from Kim Possible. You can exactly. still have a stylish outfit and cargo like black pants. black turtleneck cargo pants. That's a CIA spy woman right there. Totally. They insist on sexualizing her, but like in the toward the children. This is a children's yeah. movie, and they're yeah. like, let's get a adult woman, just specifically for the purpose of like getting thirteen year old boys. Horny. I don't like this it. Movie I don't like it. Horrible. This movie suffers a little bit of what Dickie Roberts does, where sometimes the humor is so childish, you're like, this is a children's movie. And then it swings wildly into pervert town. Yeah. I'm yeah, saying, dude. Yeah. I mean, just like the sexual harassment in the locker room. Yeah. yeah. You can like, pull my towel. Like, yeah, she <laughs> pulls a towel off of a child. boy. And it's played for laughs. And I'm like, this is problematic. And adults should not be in this teenage boy locker room, first of all. I remember. She's undressing one of them the and re- then hitting the other one with a, the towel she took off the other one. It's just- Hey, I've, I, have a, uh, I have a potential edit. And just let me know, because I'm just spitballing here, if this would be better or worse. Ronica <clears throat> was played by... Another teenager. Yes. Yeah. Bring, tone down the sexualization still a ton. But yes, if she was like a, if she was Amanda Bynes. Yeah. And if she was a successful oh CIA yes. child. Yeah. Yes. And she was the mentor and there's no sexual chemistry because Munez and Bynes are better as pals, as we discussed uh, before. That would have made it so much better. Yes. And she could help him talk to teenage girls because she is a teenage girl it would have been so much better oh my god gray and it could have even they could have even they could have even done like midway part like before he like develops feelings for hillary duff he like you know they're doing the like the fake flirting and they like start and then they're like no there's nothing here you know one of those things where they're like maybe 
could have been, and then they're like, nah, this is weird. Honestly, and then he falls for she... Hillary. He falls for Damsel. Honestly, if, if it had been Amanda Bynes as like, I am a successful product of their CIA team program, and I'm more, like... I'm more experienced and this is your first mission. I'm here to be your partner. It would have made more sense for her to dress handler. all ridiculously stupid and bondy. I would have even been down for her to be a partner rather than a handler, but he's, she's just still mentoring him. Like she's can, she can be in the classroom with him while he's fucking trying to do his thing. And she could swoop in if he needs backup. That would have been a much she, better movie. She also could have been invited to the birthday party. Exactly. It would have made see she's just off in the sidelines so much and she comes in on the most awkward, inappropriate times. Yeah, it's weird. So and like weird. Amanda Vides still could have just like been in the background communicating with the van people and just been doing just like as like she would just be backup. Yeah. Surveillance. Oh my gosh, it would have been so much Okay, better. so this is the movie that I want. <laughs> I still think that like from a You're bird's welcome, eye view, the, the plot is relatively followable. Teenage soldier program, protect girl, gets into party, finds nanobots, something goes wrong, villains kidnap girl, he goes to rescue her, movie over. Like it like I understand the progression of why we are at the places we get at, and even the nanobots like do have a point at the end of the movie to like open the gate so the helicopter can get out. But everything is so boring. Yeah, it's bo boring. Every scene in this movie is too long. Everything goes on for like a little bit too long. All the jokes are bad. All the jokes are bad. It took them forever just to get out of the freaking evil la layer at the end. I'm oh like, we're doing another thing? Oh, when the weird French <laughs> villain just pops out of fucking nowhere and he straps him to like the weird ridiculous the weird hover, hover thing. thing. <laughs> when he gets stuck in a tree and Ronica comes down in this stupid giant hover machine, <laughs> I am like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah, and she's yeah. in her stupid chrome outfit. This is the woman who's supposed to be sexy the whole time, and they don't fail to make her stupid in every single scene that she is in. Um, do we need to talk about the fact that Hillary Duff legit just murders a guy? She murders a man. She straight horrifically. up fucking kills a guy. She kills she gives Bradface. Him that makes him it, that literally eats him from the inside out. And you Fucked see up. it. You see his face like turn into goo. Terrifying. That was horrifying. And she, I'm like. Hillary Duff did that to him. Yeah, with no remorse. And she had no remorse. No, she was fine. No she PTSD had no at remorse. all. Wait, 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 guys, 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 guys. I can't believe we haven't talked about. Okay, speaking of outfits, those fucking snowboard goggles that Frankie Muniz wears. I, you guys don't, you guys didn't connect this. What? Google it. Please Google, like, Frankie, like, Agent Agent Cody Banks snowboard scene, and look at those fucking snowboard goggles that he is wearing. Oh, God, guys, please don't let this flop on me. I was laughing so hard at how horrible those snowboard goggles were. They're pretty chonky. Silver no, chonky? They're, they're, like, they're, like, narrow. Yeah. They're so they're bad. I looking. would make... I would, like, make someone kick my ass if I wore those. <laughs> oh, God, guys. I need to I'm find sorry. this for you. This is so embarrassing for me. It made me laugh so hard when I saw it. 
And now. Okay, speaking of fashion, uh, did anyone else notice that in the uh, locker room after basketball practice, everyone's wearing Wildcats jerseys? Oh, they are? It just looked exactly the same as High School Musical, and I was like, wow, cats in the house. Well, this came out before High School Musical, so maybe High, wow. School, maybe High School Musical had hand-me-downs from this movie. They're not wild cats. No, they're not wild cats, but the, the outfits just look extremely similar. Oh, they just look like them. Yeah. Okay. I guess they're orange. Never mind. <laughs> okay, the music in this movie... Was just Bad. straight up pirate. It sounded like the soundtrack to Do Pirates P- of the it Caribbean. It sounded like the guy who did the music for this movie wanted to do Peter Pan. And they were like, okay, we needed to do a spy movie. And he's like, well, I got all this Peter Pan stuff. You could just use that for cheap. It was very swashbuckling yes. in all of the action scenes. Except, <laughs> swashbuckling. Except, except when we were in the villain area. And then it's just straight up sounded like Austin Powers music. Yeah. I don't think this dude, I, I mean, I'm assuming it's a dude, but the, whoever the composer was, it, the music was A, mixed It definitely so took me out. Loudly. It was so loud. It was hard I, to hear people. I, I couldn't hear any dialogue. Like, at the last scene where Hilary Duff and Frankie Beatles are in the car and they're about to kiss, it was like, I was like, what? <laughs> I didn't hear it at all. It was like, <laughs> Yeah. Um, but, like, the vibe was not spy. I'm like, have you ever seen a James Bond movie or The Incredibles or fucking anything? It's just supposed to be, like, cool, like, 60s, like, understanding. Yeah, like, like instead, Bossa Nova, like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> These goggles are dumb. But, <laughs> but every time there's an action scene, instead of being like, bow, bow, it's. So weird. Um, also, Frankie Muniz and Hillary Duff had zero chemistry. Oh Watching them kiss at the end was gross. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, dude, that guy, that one kid in class was right. She's way out of your league. Uh-huh. You the guy, the kid oh, yeah. who just had to tell him out of nowhere, yeah. she's way out of your league, dude. Like, Frankie Muniz having a crush on her? Sure. Her reciprocating at all? They did not earn it. No. They did not, not earn it. No, dude. They didn't I love it at so. All. No. Um, Meg just said, "This is the douchiest kids movie I've ever seen." Because <laughs> it just tries so hard to make him cool, and I'm like, it just like you could tell how hard the movie was trying to be. Like, look how cool this kid is. Yeah. Ferrari. Uh, um. So I do appreciate that Hillary Duff's dad is trying to use his science for good, but he's also a fucking idiot because why would you bring these guys around your kid? Like, why would you let these guys come to your house? Why would they? you let him them see who your child is and give access to, like, your home and your family to these obviously sketchy guys like i understand that as a scientist you're sort of like i need funding to study the thing i want to fund and like this extremely sketchy guy is the only one funding you but after he says i want to use your science for evil explicitly go to the police yeah maybe don't immediately put up a fight and then just like hold on to it for a second and then be like Hello, 911. Yeah, like, <laughs> how important is this to you that you're willing to risk 
like your own government security because you're like, well, I can't, it's my science. I can't tank my science. It's like, you're inviting him to your child's birthday party? And uh, letting the creepy guy with the weird eye, like literally gamble with the children at the party? And it's, and it's like, I, it seems like the scientist is pretty rich already, maybe after yeah. years of this funding or something. But I'm like, why is your, like, does your lad have to be at your house? Yeah. Found, I found that very strange. I understand I not strange. wanting a commute, but like in this I particular love, case. I love that um, during that gambling scene, Frankie Muniz just like, they're playing roulette. So there's no skill to this game. He just calls out a number and it wins and the guy like the francois guy is just like he must be cia <laughs> also a villain just gets like immediately friends. suspicious of him and is like i'll be watching you and he's like okay dude like what if, <laughs> it, what if he was just waiting there every time someone at that table did well he would give him the exact same look and Steal just scare money. that kid off until yeah exactly like all these kids must be CIA. <laughs> so many CIA kids here. Um, okay, I do want to shout out an MVP of the movie who makes a very brief impression, but it's a strong one. When Frankie Muniz and Hillary Duff are at that restaurant, their waitress is like... Yes! Oh my Very god, I invested. Just put, my bonus point is going to that creepy, super supportive waitress at the diner who is rooting for those two kids to bow. Who, like, trips the villain and gives a huge thumbs up, like, yeah! <laughs> and then, like, when they're on the date, she's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, another, yeah. another in having. my opinion, uh, rock star of this movie who just, like, absolutely destroyed all screen time was Daryl Hammond, who oh, yeah, played the, the gadget scientist. Yeah. He was fucking... He bad hair. Really? Oh, yeah. But I think he was, like, purposely bad hair. Oh, yeah. Very stupid on purpose hair. Um, But I love... when There was one part... <laughs> I still remember... I said it yesterday because I just remembered the line because it was so ridiculous and funny. But it's when they were all... Like, everyone was just basically, like, throwing out different ways of, like, how to court a lady... And they're yeah. all horrible advice. And Daryl Hammond <laughs> goes, now listen, Cody, women are like cow pies. The older they get, the easier they are to pick up. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that was also that was a really so upsetting funny. scene where every adult in the CIA is trying to teach him how to talk to women. And even the women are really, really bad at this. Another scene that goes on for way too long. Way too long. Yeah, I'm like, dude. this is the CIA's undercover division and none of you fucking people know how to talk to anybody. Yeah, it was rough. Um, I love that the, of course, the spy phone is a sidekick. Because of course of it course. is. Of course. Because that was course. the coolest phone of its time. Mm-hmm. I love how much in the beginning, this that one CIA agent, like the main guy, like the director, how yeah. fucking hard he rides for his spy kids. Like he was like <laughs> so fucking stoked on Cody Banks when he first Way walked too in. stoked. Yeah. Like I loved how he was like, I will kill and die for these kids. And if you say anything against it, I'm murdering you. Like he was like so fucking... <laughs> gung-ho on these spy kids he's like we have he's like his 
his brain was like, I have to be this good on it because it's clearly brainwashed and it's clearly illegal. So I have to be like super positive about it. I have a question. Who's Fenster Droog? Because he is the third build on I was IMDb. Thinking, I saw that. Who the fuck I is Fenster Drug? Is he the bully? No idea. He's the bully. Is he the bully? He's the bully. No, because the bully was fucking. He was in Shameless. Um, he's in other things. Yeah, the absolutely unhinged Wait, that CIA director. So I have I have questions that are detracting from my followability. We have established during like the test that the the nanobot um. whatever the fuck things destroy what they're programmed to destroy correct so when cody is spying on them at the birthday party they're programmed to destroy that metal thing so how did it destroy his shoe if it wasn't programmed to do so also how did it kill the man when he swallowed it when it wasn't programmed to destroy I think his they internal just, organs. I think he changed the programming to destroy everything except for glass. <laughs> <laughs> when was that established? So when the he was like, look, it destroys things and I can program it to destroy whatever I want. And the g- bad guy was like, what about metal and carbon? And so he says carbon. So he's like, sure. And he's like, cool, I'll be back Monday. And then the example that he brings is made of metal. But I think it's, imp- I know it's loose. But like, I, he says, I want it to destroy carbon as well. And we're all carbon. So he's like, I've trained it not to destroy glass, but anything else can be fair game. Okay. Because it does eat through Frankie Munez's shoe, which I'm assuming is metal and rubber because it sticks to the ceiling with a goofy <laughs> fucking scene. And also bites his foot a bit. Yeah. All right, well, I'm still confused about it, but <laughs> the driving teacher felt very problematic to me as well. Oh, yeah. Same. Also, yeah. a personal thing, I hated all of the times when there was something scraping against the ground and emitting sparks. It happens with the skateboard in the beginning. <laughs> hated it like nails on a chalkboard and they were do and it happened at the end when they were driving the snowmobile but like inside the lab and i was like this i hated it oh i mean that's maybe a personal thing but i was like this is not fun for me one of the funniest parts of the movie was when frankie muniz is being chased by snowmobile people on the hill and a snowmobile breaks like like blows up and like <laughs> cracks the rock of the mountain and it's a huge explosion and i'm like one snowmobile <laughs> one like normal size snowmobile made this huge explosion yeah um all right i mean i don't have any i don't really have anything else to say okay <laughs> so it's got Muniz, it's got hillary duff it's got dr facilier in it i don't know like there's some nostalgia there the ugly ass clothes, the ugly ass hair. Frankie Muniz's fucking spiky gelled hair was a moment. Um, just don't. I know I can't do anything about your sit through ability. Just leave your children's scores alone. I think it's vaguely more followable. It's just intolerable, right? Like it's painful to sit through, but I think like the lazy enough script got you through to the end. 
and hold up. No, the obligation that I had to watch this movie for a podcast got me through the end. <laughs> I'm just saying that, like, it's not like they were like, and now she's t- being taken to the moon and we didn't set this up at all. It's kind of just like. <laughs> <laughs> well, when like, did no, they set up the mountain lab? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, this all tracks yeah. for, like. The it made thing. absolutely no sense. But, like, having a, an evil lair in a mountain, I'm like, sure, that fits the spy theme well enough. You know, they set up all these gadgets in the gadget room, and they pretty much use all of them. Uh, we knew this girl was going to get kidnapped. Like, I didn't see any, like, egregious plot points that made followability the worst. Okay. Um... I didn't adjust any of my scores. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I did. I okay. turned, I so, made. I went from can I follow from a two well, hang to on. a let's, three. Let's just go through it. Let's just go through it. Nostalgia I, is a six. I'm at a two. Sit through is a four. I'm at a three. Appropriate, I'm keeping at a seven. I'm keeping it at a seven. Does it hold up? I'm keeping out a three. Oh my god, we didn't even talk about the horrible CGI. Oh my god, yeah, the CGI was very bad in this movie. At least it was minimal. There was a ton of practice. Was it? What, what about his, <laughs> yeah, wait, his what face? What are you talking about? His, his, his face being eaten was definitely CGI. All of the green screen looked very fake. Oh, well, yeah, the green screen for sure. But it was like, here's he's hanging off of a real prop helicopter. We're actually putting it, like, he's on a snowmobile going through real prop glass. I'm just saying, they try, they do a lot. They did try their they best. They tried a lot of practical effects. Yeah. It's not like the fucking CGI monkeys in Jumanji where you're staying on it for a long time. <laughs> That's true. They tried to make the CGI as subtle as possible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm still Hold. keeping it at a three because there's also brown face in this movie, which I can't remember if we actually talked about in the podcast or we talked about it before. Um, we've been calling the villain brown face. You yeah. can Google it. You can, yeah. <laughs> I'm keeping mine at a two. Come on. Um, can two? I, Fine. I'll can bump I... up my hold up from a two to a three just because then, you're complaining. Thank you. Can I follow? I'm keeping at a six. I'm keeping it. All right. I moved it from a two to a three. Oh, my God. You're fucking brutal. I'm sorry. I hated, hated Me too. <laughs> yeah, then you'd probably score it similarly. But it was boring. Not like, I don't know. Not that it didn't. Um, Bonus points. The lady. <laughs> yeah, if, you're, if you want to take that, I was going to do the bonus point being that lady. I can I have like one other thing I could do a bonus point for. Okay. So if you're if you're giving a bonus point to the waitress lady, I'll give a bonus point to when the little brother was covering for him and just saying like, kind of like <laughs> I, the, guess. I guess <laughs> I guess <laughs> like under the covers. It. Oh, the little brother sucked too. He yeah. The little brother sucked, dude. He was gross. And then, He's like, I play doctor with girls. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that was yeah. like the Ew. first thing that came out of his mouth. It was like, you're 11. You're not going on. Uh, sitting in a treehouse doesn't count as a date. And he's like, it is if you're playing doctor. I'm like, yeah, I you are disgusting. Brother. 
But I, I did I did laugh when he was covering for Cody and he was just kept pressing like I guess when he was under the covers, but then when he but then when like I guess wasn't working anymore and he was like, I'm not getting and he like had a weird <laughs> like Frankie Mina's voice. voice. I'll give a bonus point to that specific moment. I can't remember what happens, but like the disgusting, disgusting little brother is like you don't get any pussy! And then... <laughs> Basically. And then, like, Frankie Minas says something, and the parents are like, Hey! Not that kind of talk at the breakfast table! I'm like, I'm sorry! The little brother talking about playing doctor in the treehouse wasn't too disgusting for breakfast? Yeah. <laughs> Alright, um, right. What's the final verdict on Final score... Um, and this is, with the two bonus points... Comes to 46. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> that a, is. That oh, boy. <laughs> How is that even compared to Kangaroo Jack? Kangaroo Jack has a 37, so it's nine points better than Kangaroo Jack. Th- that feels fair. <laughs> so. God, I have, Gray better get a really see. shit movie. The. Close the closest movies to it this Sorry. year are Never Been Kissed is still at a fifty three and I think it's because of its appropriate for children's score. Um, Holiday in the Sun was also a Holiday in the Sun was a very appropriately marked fifty three. <laughs> uh, Toothless <laughs> was fifty two. Toothless was fifty two. We got Kangaroo Jack, and then I guess like a somewhat closer one was Holland's Big Rock Candy Mountain out of 58, which is too fucking high. Big yeah, Rock Candy yeah. Mountain should be beneath Kangaroo Jack. Yeah. Do you think probably. it should be higher or lower than Agent Cody Banks? Probably lower, honestly. Lower than Agent uh, Cody Banks. But hey, man, Just that's the way the cookie crumbled. Um, I know. Gray's next know. movie sucks ass. <laughs> Um, well, let's see. Is there anything else to finish up on about this movie? Uh, Any it other made trivia? budget was twenty eight million, box office fifty eight point eight. Would you believe More me if I fun. told you none of the trivia about this movie was interesting? Yes. Yeah, I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't even have to to step in that direction. This can That's be a shorter fine. episode. Um, I think that's it. Um. Yeah, let me let me grab. Let's get the, the hat. hat. I hope it's. Oh, I would be so happy if I get bring it on for you guys to score. Oh no! That would be the probably the highest score that it could get. Gray would solidify his lead. Yeah. But I hope you get Aragon. I hope you get Aragon, Gray. Because <laughs> I think you're the one who deserves to get it. I agree. I am defending. Brandy Cinderella. Okay. Okay. Right. Also, probably good that you got it. It's yeah, because I've never <laughs> seen it before. <laughs> Damn it! I love. I really want to watch that movie. All right. Well, well we're I'll, watching it. Well, I mean, I think of my might score it really well, and I'm sad about it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what is left. I can actually. There's so few left Here, that I can I actually just pull list. them out. No, no, no. I am pulling list. them out. What is next? I'm just saying, like, a, a, you know, mock, mock pull of the hat. The next on the list was Aragon that I could have uh, pulled. For, for Holland. And then Clock Stoppers. For me. Um, 
and then bring it on. Fuck no. Gray cannot get bring it on. This isn't the actual order. <laughs> no, I know. I'm just saying. Um, little giants. Little rascals. And jungle to jungle. Yeah. So, Allegra, you only have jungle to jungle left in the hat. I only yep. have Aragon. And then the yep. rest are Holland's movies. The third, So, next week is going to be our last episode before Sand Templar. So, the next episode is going to be a movie and a draft at the end. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. So, next week, uh, my movie will be the last movie in the from the hat until november yeah whoa weird <laughs> wait 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 right? what do you yeah, mean no 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 you're not Sand you're Tumblr. not drawing from the hat for next week we're drafting yeah, yeah, yes yeah. you are yeah, yeah no we're doing both no 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 remember we had to combine it's agent cody banks or sorry third. sorry it's Bra it's brandy cinder it's brandy cinderella, brandy cinderella for the 24th and then the so then we're drafting, and then Adam Sandler. No, Adam Sam we're Templer doing a movie and a Remember, because we had to put the Cool Runnings episode out, so we lost a week. So now we're doubling up on a movie and a draft in one episode. A movie episode. and a draft in one episode. Yeah, and yeah. that's the Brandy Cinderella episode. No, it's not. It's the one after Brandy Cinderella. It's on the 31st of August. Oh, that's right. That It's the 31st. That, wait, yeah. no, it isn't. August 30th. Yes, wait, January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August. Okay, that's why I got confused. <laughs> that's why I got confused. Um, I thought that the last episode of August was the 24th. It's 31st, baby. So I'm doing Brandy's Cinder. This better be a good fucking movie. It has Brandy in it. It has George Costanza. I don't know who Brandy is. You don't know who Brandy is? Wow. He's so young. Whitney Houston's in Whitney it. Whitney Houston is the fairy godmother, Gray. Whoopi Goldberg okay. is in it. I know who Whitney Houston is. Bernadette Peters is in it. Gray's going to get a fucking good score on this without even having to do anything. God. Gray um, doesn't even have to try. Well, please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at LatchkeySibs. Um, and you can email us at LatchkeySibs at gmail.com. Please send us any and all of your thoughts on our movies. Um... You know what, we usually, we generally list all the movies that are upcoming in the app. So any upcoming movies, please feel free to send your pre-watch notes. Um, also, please follow us on Instagram and make sure to check our stories every Friday so you can vote and on our scores. You can decide to give us an extra point, take away a point, stay the same. Um, and yeah, next week we're watching Brandy's Cinderella. And that's all we got for today. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. I said it's getting hot.